From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm Julian Villard. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Hello, everybody. Love it. Welcome to Ask Me Another. So uh, how many people here by applause are here for the first, first time at a taping of Ask Me Another? Bunch of you? Yeah, great, great, fantastic. So let me tell you how it's going to work. Uh, so right now, we have four brilliant contestants waiting backstage comparing their Fitbit tan lines. And they're going to be out here playing our nerdy games uh, shortly. And then one of them will be our big winner. And our special guest, you know her from Arrested Development. You know her from Archer. You know her from GIFs on Twitter. Jessica Walter is going to be here tonight. Yeah. So excited. I think she plays my favorite female archetype, right? The older woman, impeccably dressed, walking around with a cocktail, delivering biting punchlines, right? That is something for me to aspire to. That's how I look at it. I like to think of myself as the Lucille Bluth of NPR, just so you know. I do. I wander around the office with a morning edition mug half full of vodka, yelling at everybody, David Green! Bring me some oat milk for my drink. <laughs> if you don't know, oat milk and vodka is the public radio take on the white Russian. <laughs> we call it the Mueller investigation. Because <laughs> it lasts so long. <laughs> Uh, I think about the term arrested development a lot. I'm in arrested development. Julian, arrested development? Yeah, you? I'm a musician. I work, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, yeah, I'm a grown up. I'm a kid, but yeah, it's a, it's a mess, the whole thing. Right. It's, it, was, it's, it, was, it was a mistake. It's, <laughs> <laughs> right. How old is your kid? I don't know. You don't know, yeah. <laughs> Always on the road. Who knows, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There are some forms of arrest development that's totally fine. And then there are some forms that are problematic. Uh, so this is how it breaks down in my mind. If you're in your 40s and obsessed with Star Wars, that's fine. Uh, if you're in your 40s and spent your whole day in a Wikipedia edit war over Star Wars, <laughs> yeah, that makes you my husband. <laughs> All right, let's, let's play some games, everybody. Let's play some games. <laughs> Your first game is about scathing Amazon reviews of kids' books. Yeah, that's right. It turns out there's a staggering number of literary critics coming out of Montessori these days. So let's meet our contestants. First up, Diana Corrigan. You are a patent attorney. Hello. Hi, Ophira. When you ring in, we'll hear this. Your opponent is Mark Kadushin. You just started a new job as a blood donor coordinator. Hello. Hi. So when you ring in, we'll hear this. Very good. Diane and Mark, the first of you who wins two of our games will go on to our final round. And your first game is about bad reviews of children's books. I mean, how joyless do you have to be to give a kid's book a bad review? So mean. Too many plot holes. Cats don't even like hats. I don't know. We're going to read you a real one-star Amazon review of a classic children's book. You just ring in and tell us the name of the book. All right, here we go. If you wrote a children's book, what would you rhyme with moon? Well, if you said moon, you too could be a best-selling children's book author. Mark. Good night, moon. That is correct. Yeah. There's a quiet old lady whispering hush in the book and never say what the relationship is. That's, yeah. That's it's a little, just weird. That's a little weird. It's just weird. It is confusing. It is silly. It is weird. This is because it's about a lunatic little kid who can talk to a flower on his planet. Diana. The Little Prince. That is correct. I read this book with my class and it sucked. First, Milo goes through a toll booth that he just found in his room one day. If you simply find something in your room, you call the police. <laughs> you don't decide to get into a toy car and drive through it. 
Diana. The Phantom Tollbooth. Correct. Frog is often a terrible friend to Toad. There's this story about Toad being embarrassed by his swimsuit, and what does Frog do? He laughs at him with all the other animals. Mark. Mr. Toad's wild rod. That is not correct. Diana, do you want to steal? Frog and Toad? (laughs) I think we can accept that answer. Yes, you are correct. Frog and Toad are friends. Yeah. All right. Here is your last clue. Don't buy. This book describes an abusive relationship where the boy takes everything and only shows up when he is needing to take some more. In the end, the tree has nothing else left to give and is left as a stump for the boy to sit on. Diana. The giving tree. That is correct. That is a very sad book by Shel... Uh, Silverstein? I, I have to say, I agree with this review. Yeah. I think a lot of these people are a little maybe outlandish, but this is an accurate description of that book. Do you know The Missing Piece? Do you know that, Shell Silverstein no. book? It's very cute, but The Missing Piece is a circle uh, that looks exactly like the Zoloft uh, character. <laughs> It does, and I was just wondering if maybe the missing piece for all of us is a um, selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Okay, you guys did great on that quiz. Diana, you won that round, and you're one step closer to our final round. Attention all dads, take a break from being emotionally unavailable because our next game is about concept albums. Diana, I hear you have a foam finger collection. Yeah, I've gotten one from every Major League Baseball stadium that I've gone to. Okay, so how many in your collection currently? Fifteen. That's pretty good. Thank you. What is the variation in the foam finger? Um, uh, sometimes they put the mascot on, although the coolest one is from Wrigley Field. Instead of like the foam finger that looks like the we're number one, yeah. it's a bear claw. Nice! So it's fun to chase my kids with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, Mark, you also play saxophone, and uh, your friends once dared you to play Careless Whisper, the classic (laughs) saxophone solo, while wandering around campus. So it was Halloween, it was right when that uh, Sexy Saxman video was very popular, and it was last minute they were going out, and I needed a costume, so to have a saxophone, I can do that. (laughs) Memorized the lick, and we're going out, and... Flash forward, it's three hours later, and I haven't actually stopped playing because at this point my lower teeth are so deep into my lips and the reed that it would hurt more to extricate them than to stop. Uh, So that was a fun night. (laughs) There is something so beautiful about the way you told that story. So this is a guessing game called Quite a Concept. A concept album, of course, is a collection of songs that are unified by some sort of theme or overarching story. I'll describe an album. You tell me if it's real or something we made up, but be careful because if you guess incorrectly, your opponent automatically scores the point. Diana, you won the last game, so you win this and you go to the final round. Mark, you need to win this or we're going to give you a gift certificate to Sam Goody. (laughs) Here we go. This modern classic by Janelle Monet tells the story of a heroic android who travels back in time to save a city from an evil society that has harnessed the power of time travel to oppress its citizens. Is that real or fake? Diana. Real? Yeah, that's real. For sure. Let's hear a little bit of the arch android. Feels like just running to find a charger. Yeah. Yeah. In 1999, the Spice Girls cooked up a concept album where they each took on the persona of a British condiment, including Marmite, salad cream, HP sauce, malt vinegar, and baby spice. Real or fake? Mark. I'm going to say fake. Yeah, that's fake. (laughs) Salad cream, come on. (laughs) No, that's real. (laughs) Kate Bush's 2011 album is all about snow. One song includes 50 words for snow. Another is told from the perspective of a falling snowflake. Real or fake? 
Mark. Real? Yeah, that's real. <laughs> 50 words for snow. Let's listen to a little bit of 50 words for snow. Vanilla swarm. Icy skitski. Allegedly a pirate radio broadcast, this 1960s rock record by The Who features fake public service announcements and commercials for items like baked beans and deodorant. Real or fake? Diana. Real? It is real. Yeah. Let's hear it. This is uh, Coke after Coke. Coke after Coke after Coke after Coca-Cola Coke. Mm-hmm. The album's called The Who Sells Out. It's good. I like it. This is your last clue. A 1975 concept album by Alice Cooper takes listeners on a hard rock journey through the nightmares of a boy named Stephen and includes narration by Vincent Price. Real or fake? Diana. Real? Yeah, it's real. So many real things. Uh, it's called Welcome to My Nightmare. This is The Black Widow. Let's listen. The horror that he'll bring. The horror of his sting. The unholiest of kings. The Black Widow. Sounds awesome. Yeah. All right. Great game, both of you. Well done. Diana, you won that game as well. So you are moving on to our final round. Coming up, we'll find out who will face off against Diana in our final round, and we'll talk to actor Jessica Walter. She was born in Brooklyn. Yeah. Right above what is now a bespoke vape shop. And uh, fingers crossed, if she's anything like the character she plays on television, she'll be hilariously disappointed in me. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message comes from Wix.com, a web platform for creating your own professional website. With Wix, whether it's your first time creating a website or you're a longtime pro, you can do it yourself. Choose from hundreds of stunning templates or start from scratch. With drag-and-drop technology and powerful web features, join over 125 million people already using Wix to create their own websites. Go to wix.com to create yours today. So what will you create? Support for this NPR podcast and the following message comes from Starbucks. Introducing new Starbucks Plus Coffee K-Cup Pods, the coffee that keeps up with you. With twice the caffeine compared to one pod of Starbucks K-Cup Coffee, it's an extra boost to help you make the most of your day. Available in Starbucks Blonde, Medium, and Dark Roast K-Cup Pods for the rich taste you love. Look for new Starbucks Plus Coffee where you buy groceries. Hi, I'm Shankar Vedantam, host of the podcast Hidden Brain. This summer, we're sharing a series about reinventing yourself. We call it You 2.0. Add us to your summer listening for ideas about responding to life's messiness and chaos with wisdom. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm Julian Villard. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Julian. It's time to welcome our special guest. You know her as Lucille Bluth from Arrested Development and the voice of Mallory Archer on the animated series Archer. Please welcome Jessica Walter. Jessica, just a couple oh, fans. So nice. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. So I said at the very beginning of the show that you were born in Brooklyn. I this was is born true. in Brooklyn. Only we only lived here for a year. Okay. On Avenue M. Hey! And uh, <laughs> and then I left home at uh, about 18 and I went to Manhattan. Yeah. And lived. <laughs> that was big. That was big. Yeah. I'm an Upper West Sider. I live there now. Sure, sure. 
So, uh, Jessica, you have an incredible career. We know you from so many films and theater and television yes. for 50 years. I mean, we're talking so more many... More than 50, dear. I'm sorry to tell you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Working television for more than 50 years. Yeah. Uh, and Believe just thinking, like, right, Love Boat, 90210. Oh, Love Boat, oh, my God. Yeah, Love Boat. <laughs> You know, you know, I have to tell you, the Love Boat, actually, once a year, they would go on a real cruise. The rest of the time, it was on the soundstage. And I got the real cruise <laughs> one year. It was a, I did several of them, Love Boats, but it was a two-hour, because the real cruises, you know, they weren't going to waste their money on one hour. <laughs> so we went to Australia and the Fiji Islands. What? I took my daughter with me. It was the best. And you're also filming? Filming and getting paid for this experience. <laughs> The perks. That's amazing. <laughs> Hawaii Five-O? Any... Uh... Of Hawaii Five-O, I was in the original one. Yeah. I did a crossover from Murder, She Wrote to... I was in all those shows, yeah. people. <laughs> I was, but they did a crossover with uh, uh, Angela Lansbury, Murder, She Wrote, went to solve a crime with Tom Selleck. So it was a two-hour... <laughs> And uh, I was I was actually the killer. Yeah. The killer. Now on that show, I've also been the killee. I've been I, I was did about nine of those shows. <laughs> so you've had this uh, very prolific and long career, and we're going to get to obviously the role that you got when you were 62 years old on Arrested Development. Was there ever a time in your acting career as you were uh, getting older as a woman where you panicked and thought, this is it, I'm not going to work? You know, I didn't panic about it, but there was a period, I would say, between when I was about maybe... It was only a 13-month period I, I counted. Nice. Uh, <laughs> uh, from about 50, 60 to 62 when I got that role. Yeah. That I thought, mm, things are not looking good. Yeah. And then... Go, no, there came that wonderful role. So, and I, I read that you were very proactive in getting the role on Arrested Development. In what way do you mean? That, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that you, you basically, you took a plane uh, to... Well, actually, what happened was, I was actually offered another pilot that year. Okay. The mom, you know. And, and I, I said to the... I, <laughs> I said to my agent, I said, and even though I was like, you know, looking for something good, I said, there's, I just can't do this, even though it was an offer. I said, I just, I know there's something better out there for me. And really? then, then that script came along, Arrested Development. Yeah. I auditioned on tape in okay. New York. Yeah. And they liked it, so they flew me out like the next day. Okay. To meet the suits, we used to call them, the, 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 <laughs> the, the, the executives of the suits. And, uh... I auditioned for them on the same day, Tony Hale auditioned. We were all outside, to Will Arnett, we were all outside waiting to audition. And uh, we auditioned with Jason, he had already been cast. Um, and I think Portia had been cast. Mm -hmm. So they wanted to see chemistry and, and all three of us got, got the part. Right there we, on the we, spot? All three of us that had flown on the same plane <laughs> to hope that we got these roles. Yeah. And so they hire you right there, and then when do you start They shooting? actually, they did, because I, I said, okay, well, I'm going back to New York. Yeah. Oh, no, no. They said, no, we're going to rehearse. <laughs> I, I said, I didn't bring all my pills. I, you know, I, <laughs> I brought medication for like two days, you know, but it all worked out. <laughs> And then you do a role, uh, you voice Mallory Archer. Mallory. On Archer. That's great fun. That, and that's a great bunch of people. Yeah, and, and that, you know, uh, Lucille uh, Bluth and Mallory Archer have a lot in common. They do. They have a lot in common, except their hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. She, you know, Mallory has gray hair. And L Lucille would never... You know, I realized that I know this venue from, we did the first Archer Live we did here. Yeah. Oh, so long ago. Yeah. Like 10 years ago, yeah. 
And when you are doing the voiceover for Archer, you, you said you did the live show here, so obviously you're all together and that's an experience. That, that was all, we're not together when we do the right. recording. Yeah, we do it alone separately. Yeah, so I mean, how do you create the, uh, you know, the warmth? It's amazing, the chemistry of that cast, and we're never, we never record together, ever. We only see each other like twice a year. Sure. You know? I don't know, the chemistry just worked. With, with that voice cast. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see one person more often than that in the cast. Oh, oh you mean of the prior cast? Yes, of the prior cast. Yes, yes. Well, it just so happens. No, my, my husband, who's here tonight, he played Ron Cadillac. Yeah! Ron Liebman, yes. He, he, and then they decided that Mallory should not be married. So, you Why? know, they, every year the story was different. Right. We've got a great story coming up this year. Oh, yeah? I'm not allowed to really say what it is. Okay. But it's great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, working with your husband on Archer, that's not the first time no, that you've worked, worked with their rumors. Lot, yeah. We did rumors on Broadway and Neil Simon play. We've done, oh, somebody out there saw it. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, we've done lots of TV together. Yeah. Um, He's so brilliant. I've learned more about acting from him than anybody in the world. We've worked together a lot. Working together, do you guys take it home at the end of the day, or are you the kind of people you know, that the, the curtain goes down and once you're like... Once in a while, took it home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I remember saying to Ron once, by the way, Ron won the Tony when he played uh, Roy Cohn in the original Angels in America. We were doing a play once, and I said to him, I said, is there nothing you won't do to get a laugh? <laughs> we take it home sometimes, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right, Jessica. Yes? Are you ready for your Ask Me Another Challenge? I am. I'm ready. All right, fantastic. Right. Jessica Walter, we know that you are a huge fan of television from the 1960s and 70s. Well, I, I, let's say I know the show. Oh, you know the show. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah. Did yes, you, did you absolutely. Have a, what's your favorite? I was in a lot of them. You were? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mission Impossible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did one of those. <laughs> that sounds fun. But action's fun, uh, right? You know, what else did I like? From, oh, my God. Oh, oh, Columbo. <gasps> yeah. I did one of those, too. We sit there and we watch the old Columbos. They're so wonderful. I watch them all the time, Jessica. <laughs> Do you? It's my comfort show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I love them. Yeah. Columbo. God, there were so many good shows. I was on actually a, a show that didn't really do well. Our show is called Amy Prentice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows that no, one. No one knows that. But they, they will all look it up now. Yeah. Okay. It was good for me, though. I got an Emmy. That- <laughs> You know, good things come from, you know, things that don't work. (laughs) So it just happens that our keyboard player, Julian Villard, he has memorized a bunch of television theme songs. Right, Julian? That's right. It's a pet project of mine. I keep a spreadsheet of all the TV themes I know. So this is what we're going to do. Julian's going to play a theme song. You just have to name the show. Oh, my God. I hope I do well. You're going to do great. Uh, And if you do well enough, listener Mitch Burke from Indianapolis, Indiana, is going to win an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. No pressure. No pressure. Okay, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Here's your first theme. Boy, the way Glenn Miller played. Oh, 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 the family. Everybody knows that one. What's next, Julian? Well, we're moving on up to the east side. Because it was called Moving On? No, it was... In the sky. You can listen to more of the song. Moving on up. The Jeffersons? Correct. Yeah. Oh, my God! So far. So far? Yeah, okay. He's getting that cube. That's happening. Next one. Oh, next one. Oh. Oh. All right. All right, this one's tough. I like this one, my favorite. 
Who needs wings to fly? Certainly not I I prefer to take up on the breeze Follow any swallow that will please my fancy Sally Field? Uh, Gidget? No. Um, she plays a... Flight th- Nuns! Yes! Flight Nuns! <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you helped me. All right, this is your last clue. Oh, Go for it, God. Julian. Welcome back. Welcome back, Cotter. Yeah. Well, you know. I started to hear some rhythmic clapping. Let's, let's hear it. I want to hear it. Your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you've come around. But the years have remained and they've turned around. Ooh, I was wrong. Who'd have thought they lead you? Back here where we need you. Yeah, we tease them a lot, cause we got them on the spot. Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I, uh, I didn't quite expect that. <laughs> All right, congratulations, Jessica Walter. Thank you. you and Mitch Burke won Ashley of the Rubik's Cube. Give it up for Jessica Walter, everybody. Want our next special guest to play for you? Follow Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Our next two contestants will play a game called Double Feature. Hot tip, any feature can be a double feature if you add enough tequila. <laughs> Let's meet them. First up, Brianna Leary. You work in philanthropy. Welcome. Hi. Hi. When you ring in, we'll hear this. <phone rings> Brianna, you were part of a big two-day event at a new hospital where donors and staff could tour and interact with the whole fleet of hospital robots. This is true. Robots in the hospital? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> are, th- are they operating? <laughs> They're bringing food and linens to patients and just telling everyone to have a good day. <laughs> really? They're, so they're happy robots. They're so happy. For now. <laughs> let's admit, for now. Mm, we'll see. We all know how this goes. Um, your opponent is Christina Sepulveda. You just started a new job in political campaign operations. Hello. Hello. When you ring in, we'll hear this. Very good. Uh, Christina, you just started this new job. Yes. What day are we in of of your job? Day one, week three. All right, so did you decide to work in politics right now for the fun? Uh, (laughs) No, actually, my master's degree is in predicting races and who's going to win and who's not. Mm. Let's just say I haven't been right yet. (laughs) Well, you and Nate Silver. (laughs) (laughs) We're drinking afterwards. (laughs) You're drinking, you and Nate. Yeah, interesting. All right, remember, Brianna and Christina, the first of you who wins two games will move on to our final round. So let's go to your first game. This is a word game called Double Feature. We are going to imagine what would happen if two movies combine plot lines and titles. For example, if we said in this comedy fantasy, Wallace Shawn says it's inconceivable that Kristen Wiig would be a maid of honor, you'd answer the Princess Bridesmaids, combining the Princess Bride and Bridesmaids. It's going to be great. Here's your first one. Ben Affleck plays a man accused of murdering his wife, played by Tiffany Haddish, but it turns out she was just vacationing with her friends in New Orleans. Brianna. I know the second movie for sure. Okay. (laughs) Is Girls Trip. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it Gone Girls Trip? Yes, it is. This adaptation of a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical tells the story of a disgraced Olympic figure skater. 
Brianna. The second movie is just called Tanya, right? Almost, oh, almost, God. but not quite. <laughs> uh, do you want to finish anything, or do you want to let her steal? No, she can steal. All right, <laughs> Christina. King and I, Tanya. There you go. The Bates Motel offers a warm shower to escaped convicts played by George Clooney and John Turturro. Christina. Psycho, oh, where art thou? So I'm going to give you a second to rethink that. There's a key word missing. Psycho, where th- where don't? <laughs> nope. Okay, okay. Brianna, can you steal? I, I really hope this is right now. Psycho brother, we're out there. Yes. In this modern horror tale, Daniel Kaluuya discovers a terrible secret about the way his baroness girlfriend, played by Meryl Streep, eats Fruit Loops. What? <laughs> okay, here's a hint. Uh, the first movie was written and directed by uh, my junior high school best friend, Jordan Peele. And the second movie is from 1985 and also stars Robert Redford. Christina. Get out of Africa. Correct. Interesting way to give a hint. (laughs) This is your last clue. Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones join Chadwick Boseman and Michael B. Jordan to fight aliens in Wakanda. Christina. Men in Black Panther. Yeah, that's correct. (laughs) Super hard game. You both did amazing. Christina, you won that game, and you're one step closer to the final round. (laughs) Want to mash up your dreams and your goals? Be a contestant on Ask Me Another and Realize Neither. Go to amatickets.org. Coming up, we have a game about Nobel Prize winners. Did you know that the prize is about a million dollars? That's it. Yeah, that's the same amount you get if you win Survivor, okay? I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message comes from TD Ameritrade. Did you know there's a simpler approach to investing driven by TD Ameritrade's advanced technology? With essential portfolios, pursuing your financial goals is now automated and easier than ever. Learn more by visiting tdameritrade.com slash askmeanother. Ask Me Another is hitting the road, and this time we're headed to St. Louis. That is for a live taping at the pageant on September 6th. And we want to see you there. Expect a spicy evening of local contestants, plus special guests, indie pop duo Matt and Kim. And of course, puzzles, word games, and trivia. Tickets and more information at amatickets.org. There's a new way to hear Morning Edition, All Things Considered, and all your favorite programs. Just ask your smart device to play NPR. Listen to your local station anytime, like this. Hey, smart device, play NPR. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm Julian Villard. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Julian. Before the break, we met our contestants, Brianna and Christina. Soon they'll play a game about Nobel Prize recipients. It's like I always say, Stockholm is where the heart is. Let's check in with them. Brianna, you taught yourself how to walk on stilts and uh, ride a unicycle. I did. Which is great, which is great. But the question is, uh, why? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why? I don't know why. When I was a kid, I went through this circus phase. And so for Christmas, I asked for stilts and a unicycle. Santa delivered, and so I taught myself to do it. Is it now? Is it something like you could do now? Like you'll always sort of retain? Yeah. yeah? <laughs> Actually, recently in Prospect Park, they have a little area where kids can walk on these stilts, uh-huh. and so I was the one not kid that <laughs> walked on the stilts. <laughs> you were the one adult that was like, I just need to show off right now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the kids were like, Wow. I had a friend in junior high school who used to unicycle. <laughs> Just, N- not Jordan Peele. Not Jordan Peele. Oh, a different friend? <laughs> different friend. 
Christina, uh, you like to hunt for food trucks, especially taco trucks, which is great. I just, I love the food truck scene too. Now with the taco trucks, let's just discuss this. How much variation is there in how good a taco is from a taco truck? Massive. Okay, don't give me the eyebrows. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to though. I mean. All right, what makes a brilliant taco for you? Uh, the meat can't be dried out. Mm -hmm. uh, condiment selection, are they fresh? Have they been turned over? Mm -hmm. uh, tortilla, stale or not? Okay, so far we're just <laughs> talking about health standards. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, if there's a rat tail, definitely not in the top ten. <laughs> so your next game is a music parody game called Nobel Winner Takes It All. How does it work, Julian? In honor of famous Swede, Alfred Nobel, we rewrote the Swedish band ABBA's hit songs to be about Nobel Prize laureates. And we are counting economics as a Nobel Prize. If you don't like that, please send your complaints to planetmoney at npr.org. <laughs> Ring in to identify the laureate I'm singing about. And if you get that right for a bonus, you can identify the original ABBA song title. Christina, you won the last game, so you win this, and you were in the final round. Brianna, you need to win this, or speaking of Sweden, you'll be locked in an Ikea for a week <laughs> with nothing to help you escape but one of their Allen keys. <laughs> okay, here we go. Radioactivity with Pierre on a research team. Chemistry. Physics to a Nobel machine, oh yeah. Radium, polonium can decrease the time of your life. Ooh, PhD, French degree, killer family genes. Christina. Marie Curie. That is correct, yes. Physics in 1903 and chemistry in 1911. Uh, by the way, she shared the Physics Prize with her husband. Their daughter and son-in-law shared the Nobel Prize uh, in chemistry for their new discovery of radioactive elements. They're the family with the most Nobel Prizes of anyone. There is one other younger sister who took improv classes. <laughs> for a bonus, can you name the original song? Dancing Queen. Correct. Controversial, recent laureate, baby boomers could not resist ya. Does a lyric count as poetry? He broke a hundred year Nobel law. Critics don't get too effusive. Ooh, when he's not acoustic, he was a ceremony no show. Christina. Bob Dylan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Literature in 2016. For an extra point, can you guess the song? Mamma Mia. Yeah. <laughs> he writes all night, he writes all day. John Maynard Keynes is his bay. It ain't sad. He writes things for the New York Times and still the banks commit more crimes. Free trade's not bad. In his books, he has a plan for reigning in the wealthy man. Before awaits financial for the conscience of the liberal. Christina. Warren Buffett. I'm sorry, that is not who we are looking for. Thank you for ringing in. Fair. Brianna. Can you steal? Ben Bernanke? <laughs> Another interesting idea. I have no idea. <laughs> We're looking for Paul Krugman. And the original Ava tune is Money, Money, Money. Here comes the next one. Climate change is honestly a bummer and inconvenient truth. Like Florida's polling booth. Environmentless VP2. <laughs> Christina. Al Gore. That is correct, yes. <laughs> Nobel Prize in Peace, the Peace Prize in 2007. 
And for a bonus point, can you guess the song? Not at all. Super Trooper. There was something in the books he'd write Didn't keep it light, the Gabito He was the patron of Colombia Times of cholera, Gabito The magical and the real metaphors of steel And one hundred years of solitude It's not for prudes, Gabito Christina. Garcia Marquez. That is correct. Yes. Gabrielle Garcia Marquez. That's right. Prize for literature in 1982. 100 Years of Solitude sounds pretty good right about now. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and do you know the song? Fernando. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I know, it's hard not to sing. It's the only way I get the titles. <laughs> sing it along. This is your last clue. My, my, Calcutta, the poverty did offend her. Oh, yeah. And she served as missionary in controversial ways. But even now with those complaints, can't say this woman's not a saint. Christina. Mother Teresa. That is correct. Yes. The Nobel Peace Prize in 1979. For an extra point, can you guess a song? Waterloo. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> All right. Brianna, you were awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. Christina, you won both games, and you are moving on to our final round. While Christina and Diana get ready for the final round, it's time for our guest musician, Julian Villar, to play a game. Now, Julian is quite competitive. So today we are pitting him against our entire audience here at the Bell House (laughs) in a science game called The Order of the Universe. So before the show, we quizzed our live audience about outer space. Julian, I'll ask you the same questions, and if you can beat the audience's median score, you'll win the game. Here we go. Here's your first question. Which is bigger? as measured by its radius, the Earth's moon or Pluto? Pluto is not a planet. <laughs> okay, sure. Just, so. just laying that out uh-huh. there. Okay. Yeah. Does that mean you're going to pick the Earth's moon? I'm going to say the Earth's moon. Well, guess what? You're correct, okay? Yeah. 63% of the audience answered correctly. Okay, so which is faster, the rotational velocity of Earth, which is how fast the Earth is spinning, or the speed of sound? Now, I just want to say we are measuring the Earth's rotational velocity at the equator and the speed of sound through dry air (laughs) at sea level. Not your high up wet air, no. Dry air. At sea level. Okay, so what, what's faster? I already got this figured out over okay, here. I know me. the answer here. So Fine. speed yeah. of sound's what? Like, I don't know, 900 miles an hour? You're the musician. That's right. <laughs> so simple, no, I would say the earth moves faster than the speed of sound. Okay, well, guess what? Your, your measurements weren't bad. The, the earth's rotational velocity is 1,000 miles per hour. The speed of sound at sea level in dry air <laughs> is about 760 miles per hour. It's the rotational velocity of the earth. Yeah, that's right. And guess what? You did extra great because only 41% of the audience right. got that one. Which is closer to being shaped like a perfect sphere, the sun or the earth? Again, very simple, fear. Earth is flat. That's correct. <laughs> Answer is the sun. Correct again. And your final question, wouldn't that be great if I just left it at that? <laughs> People are like, but this is NPR! (laughs) By the way, 66% of the audience got that correct. The sun is very close to being shaped like a perfect sphere. The Earth and the sun both have equatorial bulges, however. Uh, They are like cosmic love handles. Uh, According to a 2012 article in Science Magazine, the sun is about 12 kilometers uh, with the bulges, and the Earth's is about 43 kilometers. 
I feel like the earth needs to go on the whole 30. <laughs> so guess what? Julian Villard, you did it. So I got every question right. You right? got every question right. And the audience did not, correct? The audience did not get every question so that right. That would make me the winner of this game. Do sorry, you want... I'm very competitive. I... I just, I'm just, sorry. Maybe it's a little aggressive. I apologize. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's like you're mansplaining you're winning. It's That's kind right. of fun. I like it. Julian Villard, fantastic. Give it up for Julian Villard and give it up for science. It's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalists. Christina Sepulveda has a master's degree in predicting election outcomes, but she hasn't been right yet. And Diana Corrigan, who owns 15 foam fingers. Christina, Diana, your final round is called The Time Has Come. Every answer contains a term associated with time or timekeeping. Our big winner will receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube signed by Jessica Walter. We rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Christina is going first. Here we go. Christina, this Star Wars vehicle was piloted at various times by Lando Calrissian, Han Solo, and Rey. The Millennium Falcon. That is correct. Diana, this company was the first to sell orange juice concentrate, and its name is on the Houston Astros home stadium. Tropicana. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. We were looking for Minute Maid, Minute being the time. Christina, after Kelly Clarkson won American Idol, this debut single topped the Billboard Hot 100. Three seconds. I don't have an answer. Okay. It's okay. A moment like this. Oh. Yeah, I know. I know. Diana, in the musical Rent, this song contains the lyric 525,600 minutes. Seasons of Love? That is correct. Christina, this college study abroad program is known as SAS for short. Semester at Sea. That is correct. Diana, John Oliver hosts this satirical news program on HBO. Three seconds. Oh, I can't think of it. Last week tonight. Christina, this international athletic competition is named for the Greek term indicated a period of four years. Olympics. That's correct. Olympiad and will also accept Olympics. <laughs> Diana, young people are filming themselves doing the dances featured in this popular Battle Royale online video game. Fortnite? That is correct. Feels pretty good, right? Yeah, you pulled uh, nowhere. I felt you pulling it. I was also going to be okay if you didn't know that. <laughs> I would have been too. Christina is in the lead three to two. Christina, Charlize Theron starred in an action film adaptation of this early 1990s MTV animated series. Aeon Flux? That is correct. Diana, this... <laughs> it's funny how we reward certain bits of information. <laughs> Diana, this chain of car maintenance shops is headquartered in Houston, Texas and has more than 2,000 oil change locations across the country. Jiffy Lube? That is correct. Christina, founded in the early 1970s, this real estate company is famous for the gold blazers its agents used to wear. I don't comprehend that question, and I won't answer it. <laughs> you refuse? Sorry, I made a Jessica Walter reference. Ah, yes. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I hear. Okay, we were looking for Century 21. Oh. Diana, Jared Leto and his brother formed this rock band in 1998. 30 Seconds to Mars. That is correct. Christina, Fred Savage starred in this television series about growing up in the 1960s. Wonder years. That is correct. Diana, Meryl Streep, Julianna Moore, and Nicole Kidman star in this 2002 film as three women connected by the novel Mrs. Dalloway. The Hours? Correct. Okay, the score is tied, and we have one last question for each of you. Christina, McDonald's named this burger after the weight of pre-cooked beef used in its patty. The Quarter Pounder. That is correct. 
Diana, December 26th in the UK, Canada and other British Commonwealth countries is recognized as this holiday. Boxing Day? That is correct. Okay, it seems we have a tie. So you're gonna grab, please grab your buzzers and you're gonna ring in. I'm gonna say the question, you're gonna ring in and we'll see how it goes. Here is your tiebreaker. This punctuation mark is also known as a full stop. Diana. Period. That is correct. <laughs> Christina, thank you so much. And congratulations, Diana. That's our show. Our guest musician is Julian Villard. Hey, my name anagrams to Naive Duljar. Our puzzles were written by Andrew Kane, Madeline Kaplan, Mike Nothnagel, Mary Tobler, and senior writer Eric Feinstein, with additional material by Karen Lurie and Emily Winter. Our acting senior supervising producer is Rachel Neal. Ask Me Others produced by Sylvie Douglas, Mike Katzev, Travis Larchuk, Kiara Powell, Denny Shin, Ramel Wood, and our intern, Georgia Wright, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Frank Bianco, and Jeff O'Neill. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Heel Blues. And our live event sponsor, Curiosity Stream. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm Harip Begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, happy to hear you're still listening. And since you're still here, why not pop over to Apple Podcasts and write us a review? We love to hear from you and it helps others find out about our show. For additional information about new episodes, upcoming live shows, road shows, and bonus games, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Thanks! Next time on Ask Me Another, magician Derek Delgadio from the off-Broadway show In and of Itself talks about how he got into magic. The guy showed me a trick, and the, the one thing he did at the end was he made a, a, a pocket knife vanish. I said I wanted it to do that. And he said, oh, well, that's not for sale. You got to learn that from a book. I was like, ugh. Join me, Ophira Eisenberg, on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. <laughs> <laughs>